Hey everyone, welcome to Disrupting Our Practice. I'm Shannon Patterson. And I'm Greg Flynn. This podcast is for white-bodied leadership and organization development consultants, facilitators, coaches, and trainers. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to the exploration of how we practitioners can disrupt our practices. Those practices where we are unwittingly perpetuating racism, oppression, and harm. And it's all in service to being able to co-create a culture of equity, justice, and healing. So we live in a world that truly works for everyone. Thanks for joining us as we work to disrupt our practice. Hi, Shannon. Hey, Greg. Here we are. Indeed. Recording, finally. Yeah, just starting. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, not just starting. Let's see, we've been talking about disrupting our practice, which we'll tell you more about here in a second, for at least six months. Yeah, probably more than that. Um, It's been it's been a uh, it's been a regular thing on our calendars and in our to do lists for a while. Yeah, I think in our hearts for a while. So I think we've like for sure been just starting for a while, but that makes sense given given what we're up to, I think, and what this is about. Maybe we mm. should say a bit about who we each are first. Yeah. Why don't you say a little bit about yourself? Sounds good. You and I love talking about ourselves. Um Sarcasm. <laughs> well, note. Yes. Uh I am Shannon Patterson and uh, I live in Seattle, the unceded territory of the Duwamish people and many more Coast Salish peoples, Muckleshoot, Stillaguamish, and others. And let's see, I guess formally, if I had to like put my job description down somewhere, you know, organization development consultant but no one knows what that is. So then I usually put down management consultants, but that's not true either. So (laughs) think of myself more as a facilitator of conversations um, to try and help work be a more life-giving place. And Greg, you are my co-pilot, co-disruptor, co-connector, collaborator. Why don't you say a little bit about yourself? Gladly, glad to be all those things. Um, yeah, so I'm Greg Flynn, uh, also residing here in North Seattle. Um, as Shannon said, the unceded territory of the Duwamish and many other Coast Salish peoples. Um, I yeah, my I think my LinkedIn and Instagram and whatnot bios I'll say coach, facilitator, fella. And I, uh, I, I put that fella there at the end because I um, do a lot of work with men. And so, yeah, I do coaching, leadership coaching and team coaching, a lot of it with, with you, Shannon, and um, also do some men's groups and some coaching for men and running some programs for men. Um, and then also Shannon and I like to do an annual retreat at, out at the Woodby Institute, which maybe Coming we'll up. Talk, talk more about later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, as you were talking, it made me think it would be important also to say our positionality, 
mm. uh, as we launch into something deeply related to our positionality. So I am a mm. cis, white-bodied uh, female. She, her are my pronouns and my lived experiences as a woman. Um, in my, I don't know if people, I'm not, I'm not an elder, but I am a, <laughs> not yet. over that significant milestone of 50. Um, yeah. So I, mean, I think that's important. I've learned that, you know, the middle-aged white woman, you know, has can be very difficult for people. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say that and invite you to do the same just so people know who we are, where we're speaking from. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, um, I am a, a cis hetero male, uh, white bodied, um, and I'm of Ashkenazi Jewish descent, so I identify as Ashkenazi Jew. And uh, yeah, I come from a middle class background. I've lived a mostly middle-class life. Um, and I'm also recognizing that there's elements of my positionality that are, um, there's a lot of elements to positionality, right? And so there's some aspects of it that I'm like, huh, what am I missing? What's actually even relevant in this? Um, and we'll probably talk more about positionality at some point for those who are curious about that. That's Lots sort of more about that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that in. So what on earth are, are we, we doing? talking about? <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? What on earth is, what is disrupting our practice? Are you asking me a question or are you about to? No, I'm, I'm asking you a question. Something. Yeah. What is disrupting our practice? Well, uh, I don't know. Do I dare say it? It's most simplest. I don't think there's anything simple about this, but you know, you and I have been on an anti-racism, anti-oppression journey since 2017, 2018 together in various ways. Um, been a deeply personal, individual, internal experience, as well as, you know, being able to learn from and be in community with amazing people like everyone at Holistic Resistance, Aaron jo Johnson and Portia Bede and Dylan Wilder Quinn and Jenny Pearl, among others. And I think just over this time, it's become increasingly clear that the field of organization development and leadership development and facilitation and kind of any training, anything like that, where there are generally white folks like ourselves, uh, holding space, controlling space, uh, making decisions, working with other white folks at the tops of organizations, um, or if not in the top, definitely with a lot of power. And I think it's just become increasingly clear how problematic um, our practice can be, our assumptions can be, our worldviews can be, you know, things like, you know, high potentials and how we think about that or... Mm -hmm you know, being able to have safe spaces where we can be authentic and how that's mm. limited in some ways to 
white-bodied folks and um, just all sorts of things. And so disrupting our practice is you and I looking at how we need to disrupt our practice. Um, how can we, I think I'll stop there. So mm. all things that we do is we start to engage clients and organizations and organizations are people you don't like engage in organization. Like it's, a, <laughs> I mean, that's such a funny thing, right? Leaders and teams and people. And, and so that's well, what maybe, we're up to. Maybe what that's one of add? the things, one of the things that needs disrupting, right? Is this idea, this question of organizations. And we talk about organization development and it's very easy to abstract that to a thing that's out there. That's like almost like pieces or of a puzzle that get moved around and, you know, you try to, fix the problem and, you know, the, the almost becomes a mechanical issue in some ways. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that there, there are perspectives and worldviews, especially coming from certain positionalities and different cultures that would say, that would recognize that all an organization possibly is, is a group of anywhere from one to the hundreds of thousands or millions of people in relationship with one another. It's like literally all it ever is. And so what does it mean to tend to, to that from that perspective? Um, not to ignore the things that tend to get looked at in a, in a more conventional way of economics and resources and all of those things, but to look at it, look at centered, I guess, is part of it. And so as practitioners who are people who are going into these so-called organizations and helping people, what are we centering and what are we, what are we caring for? And then how are we recognizing the ways we've been conditioned as, you know, as, as, as the kinds of people we are, you know, as a, as a cis hetero white bodied male, how have I been conditioned to see the world? How have I been conditioned to, treat others and to see others and to not see others to see some, not see some yeah, listen to um, some and not listen to others right you know and and so the you know the the questions of how do we how do we create i think there's i think this is one of the things right is we're we're in this industry that actually has a lot of heart and passion and desire for creating worlds that work for everyone, but we we're missing some things and we, and we miss out on some things because we don't necessarily know we're missing some things. And I, and I want to be very clear. I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that Shannon have, and I have figured this out. And oh my gosh. No. And we're like here to lay down the law and be like, no. here's the path forward. I think if anything, we've just realized that, the truth of we don't know, <laughs> you know, we don't have a sense and we're, we're on the, we're stumbling down the path ourselves. Um, we're making mistakes. Um, we are having to learn how to, um, repair, um, when we make those mistakes and we are trying to figure it out. So we're on the journey. We're all on the journey together. Um, and hopefully there's something about our inquiry, our own personal inquiry, that's useful to some other people, especially anybody really that's, that is holding space or controlling spaces where, as you mentioned earlier, Shannon, like 
um, being in the inquiry together is what feels really important. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that, Greg. I mean, it really is about inviting people into the conversation. Um, whoever wants to be in the conversation of creating lives and work, not just work. It's not, it's not inseparable. Um, in some ways, I mean, in some ways that it is, uh, you know, people have to come to work and have a persona um, to fit in and get ahead and not get in trouble and minimize harm. And, and, you know, so various can be very different life and work. Um, but how can it, how can work start to be better and better for all. And it is about being in conversation and inquiry. And, you know, as you and I were saying, it just feels super, super exposing, you know, because I haven't figured it out. And I know there's going to be lots of ways in this conversation that that's going to show up and my, my whiteness will show up and my not seeing things will show up and ignorance and conditioning. And, you know, I know that I perpetuate racism and oppression um, mm. and just want to see, see it more and more and more and, you know, be able to do it less and less and less. Um, mm. Yeah. So it feels, uh, you know, how you and I've often talked, I just struggle when it gets real sometimes in mixed spaces, you know, to, find the thing to say. I mean, I can kind of freeze. So and part of me is like, and now let's just take that whole experience public. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of a, a fun little segue then into one of the things we talked about doing, you know, we, you know, as, as practitioners in this, in this work, one of the things we always do or often do with our clients is check in and give a, um, a, an opportunity for folks around the table to, or, or around the room to um, get to experience how one another are showing up, um, yep. which is something that I, I welcome us to do. Like, you know, every time we gather in, in this way and record these little, these little episodes. So why don't we check in and maybe our check-in question could today could be something along the lines of how's this feeling? Like here we are, like right now, actually doing a thing we've been talking about for a little while. How is it actually feeling in your body, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit to, uh, to do this? I definitely feel disassociated to some degree, like just all in my head and the microphone is glowing blue and, you know, I'm just aware of every little noise. So, and when I start thinking too much about, oh my God, we might post this somewhere. My body's constricts for sure. Um, my body's also feeling tired. Uh, I think mm -hmm. our experience together with our client last week really took it out of me. So I'm, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's most on top. And it's quite hot here in Seattle, so um, I'm feeling that. Uh, I think the thing that feels most next on top for me is, like you said, how's my spirit? And I think for me, my spirit or my 
my soul, which I experience is different. Like spirit is outside of me, right? All that is vast and nature and my soul feels like deep and earthen and rooted. And I think now that I've said that, both feel fed by the fact that we're doing this. Um, and in fact, you know, this is kind of disrupting our practice, you know, a little bit of, you know, trying to f- first, we spent six months, like what's a program, what's a series of workshops, what's the cognitive, let's get all organized. And, mm. and my spirit and soul are like really happy to not have to do that. Mm. Like ever since we said a couple of weeks ago, like, well, why aren't we podcasting this thing? Um, My mind feels full. <laughs> uh, I think I'll, that's all I'll say about that. And emotionally, uh, I think I'm feeling like still some anger and despair over last week's experience. To be mm. honest, I can just feel it. It's still like right underneath. Mm. Um, Yeah. And grateful. And that's the other thing that's right there too. Just grateful to have you and to be here and to do this. So curious. I don't know if you wanted to offer any reflections since we do that sometimes, or if you just want to check right in. Oh, interesting. Why don't we just do check-ins here and we can maybe frame up at some point a sessioning approach to things and Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So how is your heart and body and mind? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for, for that check-in. Yeah. Checking in my body. I'm definitely feeling some, some nerves, some stuff in my belly. You know, I can feel the, that part of me that kind of can come online when I feel like I'm doing something that is a little has a performance quality to it. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not saying I feel like I'm being performative, but I'm definitely aware of the fact that these words being spoken here right now, are, you know, going to go somewhere else. Um, mentally I'm feeling pretty clear. I've actually been feeling a little muddled today and, and I'm thinking, you know, that's probably related to some tiredness. Um, I echo your sentiment of feeling tired from last week and the challenges of that. Emotionally, hmm. Definitely feeling some of the trails of last week that are still present, some ripples and a little bit of fear, I notice. Um, but also some gratitude. Yeah, gratitude for being here, for doing this. Um, I echo what you said earlier about like how you're, you're, you settled, your body settled when we decided to, to pivot this to a podcast. And, I, and I, I remember that moment. I actually remember the clarity of that moment sitting outside the coffee shop and just like, what? Like, why haven't we been talking about that? And how easy that was. Um, and so I've been, I've been feeling, a, feeling excitement about today's mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. 
And from spirit, hmm, yeah, it feels, you know, I think my, my relationship to that, to the, to that kind of connection is one in which when I kind of lean towards the threshold of uncertainty and I, you know, in the unknown, I think it's why I really so appreciate doing a lot of the work we do where there's an emergent quality to it. There's a kind of uncertainty that that's embedded in the work, um, in which I get to get surprised, you know, and I think, I feel like this whole project has that quality, right? Cause it's like, well, we kind of know what it is and we also have no idea what it is. So totally getting to get on a call and talk with you as we do anyways, so often, um, and see where it leads us and see what kinds of inquiries emerge and see, um, yeah, the, the different ways we may feel, feel or be challenged. Um, there's an excitement to that, that feels very much like connecting to something bigger. So I'm, yeah, I'm feeling that right now. Yeah, with that, I'm here. I'm in. Yeah, totally in. Totally in. I'm always struck whenever we check in, like, how much is present, right? I mean, it's kind of like, duh. Uh, but <laughs> just taking that time to be like, oh, yeah, that's all here, you know? And as we often talk about, like, especially learning from, you know, our mentors and teachers at Holistic Resistance about how all of that can impact our capacity, you know, that is our capacity to, to listen and to be here and to be aware of my stuff and my own reactivity. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I started doing in some of my understanding whiteness programs. I know you also lead, I lead them for women and people socialized female. Um, asking people that what's their capacity on a scale of one to 10, which, mm-hmm. you know, is kind of funny question, but um, I find it kind of helpful. And I always think about like, what's my capacity? Like if things were to suddenly go sideways, you know, if you were mm-hmm. to be really upset or we were to get all, you know, pokey <laughs> in mm-hmm. a moment together, you know, and I feel like, I feel like it's not very high. Mm. If I'm honest, like, like a six, like I have a little bit of ability to be in something that gets tangly, but I think I would just have to go really slow. Mm. So I'm curious if you, if that's the works for you to think about capacity in that way. And if it does like where mm. you might be today or in this moment, yeah, actually mm, in this moment. Yeah. It's, it's a good question. I think the capacity question is always a good one to check in on. I'm glad you brought it in. Cause it's not something I ever thought of really before meeting Aaron in holistic, in holistic resistance. So, I, you know, even just in our work where we're just, I mean, quote unquote, just facilitating um, a challenging conversation with a team that doesn't even have like issues of race being explicitly discussed, even though they're probably present um, or gender or, you know, power or whatever. Um, it never had really occurred to me to actually say, well, what is my capacity <laughs> for working with this team today? If things go like get nuts um, or yeah, tri- or I get triggered. Um, 
but the question of like if things go sideways or if things somehow we bump into each other in a in a trauma triggering way which is i think another way of saying what you're saying um yeah i think i think it's pretty good i'd put myself a little higher than you maybe a seven um but uh, yeah you know i'm also aware how like when i when i do freeze um that it can sometimes surprise me so like yeah i have this is the this is the first time i've actually thought about this so yeah i'm gonna call myself a seven and then hope that neither of us triggers each other's trauma story um, well, if we do, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out right there in the moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, exactly. I actually want to mention at this point, um, not only holistic resistance and, you know, Aaron and, but also uh, Adrienne Marie Brown, who you and I both love and her book, Holding Change, um, mm. which is, I think, a great book for anybody, but especially for facilitators and practitioners um, because she has some awesome questions like this uh, about mm. getting ready for yourself as a facilitator. So just definitely want to say Adrienne Marie Brown's Holding Change. Highly recommend y'all along with her other book, Emergent Strategy. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's an amazing resource and we'll probably d dive into it in some, at some point. Um, down yeah. the road. Totally. Take one of her questions every every session. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, I guess, you know, I I know we wanted to just kind of do this first this first dip of the toe into the waters of this this land of podcasting. Um, with kind of a a little bit of a, an overview and a little bit of a check-in and um, and hmm, I started that sentence without really a clear direction. Um, I guess what I'm, where I'm, where I'm going is, um, is there something that would be useful to leave folks with, um, to think about as we kind of set foot, set sail on this sort of a journey together there's something on the top of your mind shannon um, and i don't want to just put you on the spot i'm going to hold myself on the spot too yeah great question i wish i had known you were going to ask that <laughs> i didn't know i was going to ask it my, of course my you know professionalism self boy you better have a good one I mean, I, the first thing that comes to mind, you know, is drawing from, you know, the four levels of racism framework, the hmm. internal, the interpersonal, the institutional, the systemic. Um, you know, I think is that internal internal question and orientation around, I don't know, where people in their own 
journeys, inquiries, openness, noticings about about disrupting their practice in these ways, you know, like is what we're saying making sense, sounding useful, sounding mm. not, like just where people in their own orientation. Mm. Just what noticing whatever comes up. Um feels like my very first thought. Mm. Yeah, curious. I just had one other thought, but I'll come back to that. I'm curious what mm. what's come into your mind since you asked that and then listened. Yeah, no, I I appreciate I appreciate what you're saying. The you know the invitation to just track ourselves. I think that maybe actually now that I said that, there's my answer. Um, is you know what does it mean to track our ourselves, not just our capacity, but actually like moment to moment track ourselves and noticing where we are, where we pull away, where we lean in, where we, you know, the thoughts that disagree or that agree, how are we listening? It's a lot, obviously, to track at once, but I think, you know, it's the, important to name these, you know, the potential of, of noticing the ways we, you know, may or may not be trying to fit stories into our, our understanding of the world. And, you know, after all, we are here to disrupt. Um, we're trying to disrupt our own worlds. Um, yeah. And I think that comes from a, a, a belief. I don't know if it's a belief or it's a premise or it's a, just a reality that the world we live in doesn't work for everybody in the same way. And I'd say it's reality. That's reality. Yes. Yeah. And we're people who somehow through, I don't know, fate or chance or the, you know, the roll of the dice landed in the lives we landed in. Um, Some of which, you know, we've made ourselves and some, but a lot of which was preordained through positionality and, the systems and structures that we, that we all live within. And so that privileged question, us. I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. And so, yeah. And so we, you know, the question of what's our role, what's our responsibility. So I just said, that's a lot <laughs> to leave people with, but um, no doubt. Well, I think that last course. thing is right. Right. I mean, at least what I hear from working with our mentors is like, what is, what is, our role, given who we are and what we do and our positionality and our privilege and our profession and our industry, you know, what is our work to do? And, you know, having heard from other people of color who are practitioners, it's like, we have a lot of work to do as white body practitioners. Um, and I think in the field of OD, where we talk about like use of self or self as instrument, um, Definitely think, I definitely think at least in my education around that, like this was a big gap. I mean, we didn't talk about, you know, racism and oppression and all the isms 
um, really in there at all. And yeah. as you were talking, just to make it really practical here, I think I think we're trying to wrap up. But like, what would I also leave people with? Like, really, like a practical example is you and I have hosted conversations a couple times with, you know, like a community of practice group that we're in and of white-bodied folks, white-bodied OD people. And, you know, we asked like, how do you control space? Or what do you think the impacts are of you controlling space and sort of the allergic reaction to, by many in that group of like the word control, like, well, I don't control space, you know, I facilitate space, um, which, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have been right there. So I think, mm. you know, just when I say like, and I think when you were saying tracking what's coming up, like even where are those moments of discomfort or like rejection or, you know, allergic reaction to anything that we've said here, I think it's worth paying attention to. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where I would, that's where I would leave it. As you yeah, said, it's yeah, a lot. I, <laughs> I would just, yeah, I mean, I would, I'm going to, I'm going to re-say the thing you said, but not because I'm trying to be the white Mansplain. guy and himself, <laughs> but because no, I, please, there's a way, there's a, there's a framing that I think I, that I, that I'd like to, to put on it, which is, is as, as an invitation, right? Yes. So the invitation as the invitation is to fellow white bodied practitioners of holding, controlling, facilitating space whether you're an OD consultant or a coach or a facilitator or a trainer or a manager, a leader. Mm, um, yes. Or a member of a family <laughs> at Thanksgiving, whatever that is. Um, the invitation is to, to join, join the conversation, be in the conversation with curiosity especially curiosity of what's happening inside yourself and noticing where there is constriction and reaction and not because we're trying to like prove anything or sell anybody on anything, but because for, I think for us, for both of us, this is, that's been kind of the, where the payoff has been and um, where the, a lot of the learnings come from. So hopefully on these these calls, these episodes, I always kind of find, feel it funny when I hear a podcast that's two people talking and they talk about their show. It always feels a little funny to me. Right. Um, episode sounds funny to me, but I know that's you know, what I'm saying. Is like we're having an episode of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 are in a way, yeah. So, yes. but like to just to just notice and to. Even when you disagree, feel free to shoot an email to shannon.com and disagree. I may have uh, talked over you, but I noticed how you gave them my email, shannon at connectionworks.com. But just you so also, you can enjoy the inquiry and the conversation coming our way, you can also email greg at greg at connectionworks.com and right. he'll get right back to you. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, well, sure. I just, I appreciate that, Greg. And I think just closing there and, you know, hearing hearing holistic resistance in my head, Aaron and Portia and Jenny and Dylan, of how important it is to 
be in relationship around this stuff. And it's not shame and blame and, and those things. It's like curiosity and connection and holding each other's stories and experiences. And from there, from there, good things will happen. Not always comfortable things, but good things. No, rarely comfortable, generally good. Yes. We'll certainly talk about shame in the near future because shame plays a role in all of this, just not the role that I think a lot of folks think it plays. Yeah. Um, it's been my experience anyway. So thanks, Shannon. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. It has been a lot of fun. Got a little more yeah. comfy as we went along here. So here's yeah. to our next episode. We'll see y'all soon. And, and one of these days we'll come up with like a snappy and pithy little like, like see you later kind of thing. But for now, um, see you later. See you later. <laughs>